Unite Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number Who the Hell Cares? My name is Andy Buscemi, one of your hosts, also in good company with the Chetty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Snap. I like that intro. Jimmy, Andy, all the things well that you done. wanted to happen on this podcast are happening. It happened, yeah. The, the, right the numbers, Who the Hell Cares? We, we're swearing yeah. now. You know what I mean? We swear. Everything's happening. <laughs> I like yeah the number thing is kind of irrelevant. It's right there, but um I like I like diving in like that. So that's good. Yeah, cool. and we we're also joined back. by the good neighbor of good neighbors, Ms. Lindsay Dario. Greetings. Greetings. The last time we recorded an episode, we said that we would be back. Who the hell knows when? And that was when was no. it? A month and a half like ago? That. Like two months ago? Something like that. August. It was in August. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah you're right. Honestly, you know, it's right. been kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, us, but you know what I mean? Tell like, us how you really feel. It was too much. It was too much every two weeks, you know? I'm, no, I'll be wasn't. a much happier person doing this when we feel like it, when we want, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, we've all been doing shoots. We've got probably some stories to tell. Yeah. Right? Sure, we do. Yeah. We um, might actually have something to talk about this episode. I got some, uh, a lens to talk about. Yeah, we got some stuff. Cool, cool. Besides life in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who right. wants to kick this uh, shindig off? Sounds I like Jim does. Girls... No, Lindsay, you go first. Yeah, I, I think Lindsay should go first just because I don't know if we want to start out the podcast with a lens. With... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, let's talk that about this true. lens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> lens. Jimmy... So... To be fair, Jimmy said a lens and life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the life part will be interesting. Could be interesting. So um, I have no lenses to report on, but uh, it is what's today's date? October eighth, and mm-hmm. wedding season's over. So that's amazing. That's a first. Um, I had a, a, a small handful, but that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And uh, no more. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm complaining. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, I don't love it. My bank account's okay. It's fine. It's better than I thought it would be. Like when all these weddings were canceling, I, you know, was a little worried. But I've been able to fill the time and really enjoy the extra time. And I've done a lot more seniors than I usually do random headshots i've got a couple of proposals this weekend and my news like writer's stuff has picked up big time so i've been shooting a lot for them which has been really interesting and fun and different so um that's kind of what's been occupying my time i've been back and forth to rochester quite a bit with writer stuff they've had some interesting oh, stories with right. their police department and black lives matter stuff and so i was covering that and then also some other stories um that i can't talk about yet but um some stories that are going to be coming out soon that i've been doing some portraits for and actually some interviewing which has been interesting so 
sometimes when you work on a story, you work with a writer and they go with you and they're doing interviews and you're taking photos during the interview and that sort of thing. But because of COVID, the writers really don't have as much flexibility as they usually do. And so I've been doing um, a bit of that, which while you're trying to shoot photos and interview people at the same time, it's it's complicated because they're always looking at the camera and like you're not getting these candid photojournalistic moments because they're they're trying to speak to you and you're trying to make eye contact and at the same time you're supposed to take photos so it's been um it's been interesting but I've met a lot of really interesting people from all walks of life recently um doing these stories and uh a brag moment I got my second what's called a double truck Have you guys heard this term no. what's a double truck yeah, no guess- double like can, can I guess you got like a truck with two axles and you got two spare axles laying in the back for just the hell of it in case someone goes, yeah, we got another axle going on. And you go, yeah, I got axle in the back and then the truck. a double truck. Am I close? If you if you tell me what a truck is, Lindsay, I might be able to figure it out. Can you tell me what a truck is? I actually don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the expression okay. from my editor. Um, and if you know anything about how I feel about cars, Trucks are not my favorite, but um, yeah, this is apparently when you get a two-page spread in a magazine is a double truck. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I had, I don't know, my editor just told me this. So um, a local photographer um, was in the local grocery store and opened up a Time magazine and saw one of my photos as a two-page spread. And the thing with shooting for writers is like, you just don't know, like your photos could end up anywhere and Mm. there's really not a great way to track it. I have a Google alert set up on my phone, so I get some notifications for stuff online, but if something's published in a magazine there's really no way of knowing so he sent me a photo and I thought he was showing me one of his photos and because it was one that I had taken um over a year ago and I'm like is that your photo or my photo he's like it's your photo I'm like wait what the (laughs) so um it was one of my Ruth Bader Ginsburg pictures from um when she visited here last year and yeah got a two-page spread in Time Magazine so that's 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 fun and exciting yeah it's like a nothing photo. It's always, whenever I'm published somewhere really exciting and cool, it's always a really boring photo. Like, I got one photo in National Geographic, and it's a picture of someone shoveling. It's mm-hmm. like the most boring, uninteresting photo. <laughs> but, um, and this is kind of the same thing. It was just, you know, her giving a speech and whatever. But uh, still cool to, to be seen there. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's cool with the double float. Double truck. Double truck. <laughs> truck. Double truck. Sorry. Float this, would be. I like double float. Let's go with that. I'm <laughs> going back up. on the, uh, the the term for the uh, the Skype. <laughs> yeah. Double float. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm clicking away too much. Sorry, I just, I just left like the left meeting for a, for a minute, second. And then you came back in. We didn't know what was happening. Lindsay I, just kept I going. I that was a thing to do, you know? I just <laughs> randomly clicked um, something. I was like, what happened? All right. So um, I don't know why you tell me why, but why I'm actually like have been busy with weddings and continue to be busy with weddings. Like, I don't know why. Like when I talk to other wedding photographers, I feel like I like hit the jackpot of like COVID weddings 2020 because um, for whatever reason, you know, I had my 30 booked like I usually do. Like most people around our area are like shoot something like that or 20 to whatever you know mm. and uh 13 of my couples ended up staying on this year 
you know, for whatever reason. And they're all like these five hour, six hour weddings kind of a thing. And um, I had like a double last weekend. I have one tomorrow. I had a wedding in D.C. a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, I've just been busy. And then I have like a like a December 31st wedding as well. So like um, everything ends like so I have one this weekend and then I have one more at the end of October. And then I'm done until December 31st. Um, so I don't know why um but that's just the way that it that it kind of uh, worked out and i guess i'm thankful um that i you know have as much work as i do with as far as that goes and then i've still been filling in other things too like so i actually did a couple senior sessions i have not done a senior session since literally 2011 when i started saying no to senior sessions when when they came in just because um i don't like i even with family sessions i usually say no during wedding season just because i'm so busy i want to stay on top of editing and right. it just slows me down taking on too much of that stuff so i've said no to senior sessions for like 9 years and then i i did a couple this year cuz i was like oh well i can do it so why not um lindsay's frozen lindsay are you still here she's frozen oh she's oh she's oh, back jeez oh you're back she's back were you there the whole time did you hear that or no no i was definitely not here any okay. of that time oh bummer you'll have to go back and like listen to this episode <laughs> no, just no um but for whatever reason um i've been busy and it's been good as far as that goes i and uh and uh i was just mentioning Lindsay, that i like shot a couple senior sessions i usually don't do that stuff um i haven't since you know it's been a number of years um, since I've said yes to those, but I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do a couple senior sessions this year. Why not? And, um, yeah. what did you think? They're fun, right? They're fun and they're easy as hell just because like, it's one person. It's like one yeah. person, usually with a couple, you have to worry about the light and how the light's falling on two people and all that kind of stuff. They're just like, you know, easy as hell. Even if the kid doesn't know what the hell they're doing, you can kind of mm-hmm. like pose them a little bit and like have fun with them. And it's all about, your yeah, you're doing them, you know, it's like, so you're on location, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I gave them the option, like we could do some in studios, some on location. But they, all, they the ones that I had just wanted to do everything on location. Which for me, I would prefer that anyway. You know. So yeah. Yeah. I um, I do them now and then. Um, I I don't think I've ever done one on location though. They just come to me because the studio because I have a studio. Yeah. Uh, so more like the yearbook got, style. Yeah, and I've done yeah. some uh, done some books, uh, some albums as well. Um, just finished one recently with uh, a girl I did her sister a couple years ago. Same thing, book, same size. You know, a couple of different outfit changes. She wears this. I'm I go with the lighting. I have a few checkpoints. I do um, a few like I, against this wall, then a, a white, a super white backlit kind of look, and then like against a brick wall, and I light it red, and maybe I silhouette her with that, and then a darker look with edge light. Then lately. Since I've gotten Sony, actually, it's so easy. I just kind of use my model lights in my strobes for the the main light. Like I don't I don't pop the strobe, so I can shoot at one eight, which has got a cool look to it anyway. Mm. And I don't I barely use that um, that LED light I bought, the continuous light anymore. But I use like the makeup light is on LED lights, those big makeup mirrors, as well as lights around them. I have like I don't know twenty of them around, mm. and I use that and now in that area, and I put. A backdrop so i love shooting in that area too because it's a whole different look and it's i just turn on i literally just turn on the makeup lights and they're on dimmers and i'm done and it's and it's a really nice look and it's since i've sized down my studio i'm doing so much more than i did when i had more equipment in that little space because now i can move around faster and mm. it's like this is just this is cake now i do a shoot i'm, I'm 
I, I'm three. I'm three shoots in with this local clothing line in, in my area, and she brings the model in, and now I nail it with everything. Like the camera's exactly this height. The, everything's logged perfectly. My setup is pretty easy. I shoot a lot because she's like moving, and I'm just click, 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 click. And uh, that's got a great look, and that's an easy setup. It's 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 gotten much easier for me since I sized down. You know, less is definitely more. I've realized with studio, but I'm like, you're, Andy, you're so right. A senior's like, this is cool. Cause if they don't know what to do. You just mix up the lighting a little bit, or you just change a lens or you just change an angle. And they're like, Oh, that's cool. Go wide and close up on them and be like all tough with their arms folded or something. There you go. There's a look for you. Yeah. So, I noticed, yeah. especially with the dudes, like there's only so yeah. many things you can do with dudes, like compared to, cause I had, mm-hmm. I had a girl and a, and a guy like back to back, like a couple weeks ago for senior sessions. And I was like, and the girl was like easy. And then I had the dude the next day and I was like, oh, this is like a little bit tougher with the guys because there's only so many things that you can do. And luckily, Especially with their hands, right? Yes. Like you can't have them like play with their hair as much. I mean, you can, you but, can, but it depends on the kid. Not the right look. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And the kid that I had was kind of like not like a tough guy or anything like that, but just like just like some dude that like do you know what I mean like I, I, there was no way I was getting this like model like poses with him or anything like that I was just going to be what I was going to be and it's like so um so yeah I, I just tried to think creatively with what I was where we were shooting but luckily with that like I feel like for the for the guys I was like oh you know let's let let's meet up in it was a Rochester shoot so I was like oh let's meet up in Brockport so let's go to like a place where at least there's some like um like street light things to kind of play with and like some blur out the background on the street and that kind of thing rather than um you know i feel like the fields and stuff works better for the girls <laughs> but uh, but for the guys it's like eh, i don't know yeah. if the field is the best choice for you you know so I had a Boy Scout yesterday, so the field actually worked, and okay. I was really, really glad. The props help, too. As much as I'm kind of I, – I don't love a lot of cheesy props, mm-hmm. but sometimes it does give them something to do with their hands. So yeah. I had a guy, same thing, like just a, a little – just – awkward i mean he wasn't awkward when you're just talking to him but when it comes time to pose it's just real stiff and uh but he had a trumpet with him so easy like yeah. all right play your trumpet That's dude like, yeah. you know, yeah. just some yeah. different angles those are cool that, shots like yeah those can yeah. be great shots you know with the, with the instruments it, so. it is it uh, props are, i welcome props you know basketball whatever like uh, violin trumpet whatever it is you know of course bring it you know sometimes it's just as good just to have the person next to it and then of course play it yeah, you know, especially for, I mean, like you're right, Lindsay, especially with seniors, because they don't often know what they're going to do with their hands or you have to like guide them and direct them for everything. But if there's something that they can do and hold, it just makes it easier. Right. I mean, so. Well, and they're in their comfort zone, like they don't know how to pose for photos, but they know how to play their trumpet, you know. Right. So even if the trumpet sometimes, you know, he's just holding it at his side. And it's not even in the shot. He doesn't know that. But, you know, it just feels more natural for him to have something to do with his hand. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yep. uh, Mr. Ferrara, what have you been up to? Did you start to get into it? or I think uh, just... Yeah, like just like you said, <clears throat> there's been small weddings. Um, I had one big one uh, a few weeks back at a barn. So they don't, they kind of don't apply. There's no, it was like last year. You <laughs> know there was no mm. uh, distancing. There was dancing. Some mm. some people wearing masks. Most of them weren't. It was like mm. okay. It was <laughs> right back to normal. And um, mm-hmm. that was that was only one like that. And then some yeah. small stuff. I got a few more small ones. I got one this weekend. A couple more. This weekend was super busy. I had 
So I had two proposals to shoot at the place. I've mentioned Mohonk Mountain House a lot. I'm there a lot. And so much that people at the gate know me. They don't even, they don't, they're like, oh, he's good. Get him through, Jimmy. Right. So I had two proposals to shoot on Friday, kind of back to back. I had a little bit of time in between. And then Saturday morning, I had a lifestyle session by me, went back to Mohonk for a small wedding. Sunday, I had uh, two engagement shoots in a, in a park, not even a mile from my house. And I love this park. It's got so many great little elements. It's the first thing I recommend to couples, mostly because it's close to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly the reason. But B, it does have a lot. Of, it's got you guys, a, it's this got a park is great. This park is yeah, amazing. It's, it's the it's, best it's park so I've ever seen. It's the best place to shoot photos I've ever seen in anywhere. It's across the street from my home. Come on over. They drove. They drove. They drove over an hour and a half to come see me. And... Uh, but it has it's a, it's a little pond. It's quiet. It's got a gazebo. It's got a little uh, a bridge. It's got this covered area. It's got a little playground if you want to go there. It's got cool a stone architecture here and there. It um, like I said, it's quiet. It's got a path. It's really good. Uh, private parking. It's it's fantastic. So that was my busy weekend, and I'm looking at my arsenal, what I shoot with. So I have three primes. I have a 35 1.8 Sony. 85 1.8 Sony and the Sigma 135 1.8. Oh my right? God, Jimmy, you stole all my lenses. Those are all no. my lenses. Those are what I was yeah. shooting with before you decided to do all this craziness. There you go. Like, so the only... And then my two zooms. <laughs> well, my two. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are the four, which is a very special lens. It's like for reception mostly, you know, on almost 100%. And then the 24 to 105. And those two are an F4. Mm. And then Tamron shows up with this 70 to 180 almost a 200 2.8 lens lightweight no collar no image stabilization just here you go here's the lens it weighs nothing mm. and i said let me buy this thing before this weekend and see if i like it because then i don't have to carry around that sigma which is double the weight of this lens, big lens. and it, as cool as it is yep. it's very limiting it's you put on the 135 like oh that's way too tight and then or you put it on you're like i'm not in enough yeah and it's heavy, right. and it's. I'd like it, but I I think I'm going to sell it. So the so the key just, with that lens is, and I and I mentioned with that is because yeah. that's that's what I do. I do thirty five eighty five unless I need to right. get wider, and I go wider, or if I need to get tighter, I do one thirty five. But the key with that one thirty five is, I put it on the A seven R three because I crop the shit into that lens. Oh. That avoids me from having to carry around a seventy to two hundred, and I freaking love it because. I put it on on when I need to do like anything that I would normally have done with the seventy two hundred in the past. I put on the right. one thirty five, and because I'm shooting on the A seven R three, I can crop into less than one quarter of a frame and still have like four thousand five hundred pixels in that one quarter of the frame. So so that's what's so cool about that lens is you don't need a seventy two hundred, especially if you put it on like the right. R series, because then you have all that all those pixels to work with. And that's how I think about that lens when I shoot with it. And yeah, I, I get you right. And, and I, guess I the... very often crop in, like I crop in like crazy, like on that lens on, you know, on images I use, and that's and it's that's the point of it. Because yes, sometimes it's not tight enough, but I'm thinking like, oh, I can crop this in later and blah blah blah, and it's still going to be tight, you know. So, right, and that compression is it's probably pretty close to 200, and compared to like, of course, an 85 and cropping in, but. Mm. Um, so one job I went out with the, that the 70 to 180, 
uh, 2.8. And then I went out with the 35 and that was it. That was kind of nice. Next shoot, I went out with the 24 to 105. I wanted a little wider than 35. And then the, the other zoom. But then I found myself not using the, the 70 to 180 much because I went to 105 and I was close enough for me. And I just kind of walked myself in, you know. And so I, I went back. I like the idea of the 70 to 180 and the 35 for couples. Not for a wedding, though, but for for engagement shoot, proposal, mm-hmm. lifestyle session. Lifestyle session, no. I'll, I'll do the 24 to 105 because I don't need to be that tight or really I don't want to be at a 2.8. I'd rather be at a 4 just to get everyone to focus, you know. Um, but I like, I like it. I'm going to keep the lens. I think, I'll, I think I'll sell my 135, the Sigma. I just don't – I find myself not using it much. Um, I, I was using it because I felt guilty for <laughs> it's a big like, lens. The lens is like, hey, what about me? You know, I loved it. It was nice, but like putting it in a bag next to you, like if you're carrying it on you, if you're man, not going to use it, yeah, you got. I understand that. I I yeah. could understand that from from that perspective. You know, yeah. And then if I'm doing yeah. headshots, like a corporate headshots or anything in studio, I'd rather have a little bit of zoom. I'd rather get a little more compression if I can. Going to 180 versus 135, that that little bit of dis- difference would help me with. My some of my tight back wraps, that, yeah, uh, backgrounds where I kind of need that compression. at 1.8 is the shit. I know. 135, 1.8 with the it's, right background is the shit. Those um portraits that we sh- I shoot for Spectrum News Buffalo, you were there for, mm-hmm. Lindsay, like mm-hmm. that's all shot. 135 at the right focal length distance at 1.8, and then the background doesn't even freaking Nothing. matter what's happening. It just blurs out into amazingness, know. you know? I did a te- When I first got, I did a test, and when you're, when a subject is, 10 feet on the background is a, a bit of a difference you see a little bit more but out of focus on a bokeh is yeah you see that one eight versus two eight is that a stop and a half is that a stop and a quarter that's stop or stop and a third stop in the half i think it is whatever so but then when you get to like six feet away five feet away and you focus on something and then you go i went 135 mil on the tamron lens at a two eight Man, <laughs> that was a, a huge difference on the 1.8 on the Sigma. The background was like nothing on that one, just a green blur. And the other one, you can kind of see, oh, wait, that's a little tree. Oh, yeah, there's a chair in the background. I mean, on the Sigma, the, it was a blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sigma was a blur. 1.8 yeah. to 2.8, yeah. She just keeps wanting to chime in. Go ahead. Yep. So you guys know about the focus limiter switch on your zoom lens? Eh? Like on a 70 to 200, there's something called a focus limiter oh, yeah, switch. Yeah. So, so if you only want to shoot close or far away, you swap the thing oh, over. Oh, yeah, 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 that, that yeah. Guy, that, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, when you first get a lens, like, so I got my 70 to 200, I don't know, 12 years ago. You learn about, okay, do I need stabilizer one or stabilizer two? What are they for? Okay, mm-hmm. what's this focus limiter switch? And you just set it on what you think makes the most sense for what you normally shoot and then you forget about it right so my studio space uh it's very small and i can shoot lengthwise and at no problem but it's really narrow but ideally because i have gorgeous window light i'd like to be able to shoot across the space and unfortunately with a 70 to 200 it was just too close. I couldn't focus. And so I was like, all right, it's, I finally have the excuse to buy the 85 and I was excited and I was going to buy it. And then I remembered the focus limiter switch. Hmm. And so essentially my lens was stopping itself from focusing on things that were close to Mm -hmm. it. Uh, 
So essentially the reason it exists is so that if you're in like a, a dark space or whatever, it's not going to go searching too far one yeah. way or the other right, right. Uh, to find focus. It'll limit itself within a, a range. Uh, so it was limiting itself to things that were further away when really I would have been able to focus just fine. So long and short, I still did not find the excuse to buy the 85 because I remembered the focus limiter switch and now I can shoot both um, horizontal and vertical through my studio with no problem. <laughs> so I saved myself some money, but nah, I don't. Now I don't have a new lens. Mm. All right, tip of the day, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. If Lindsay and Jimmy have topics to talk to you about, but first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly. Right. Yes. Monthly. <laughs> Wedding photography podcast. Now it's like bi- you know what yearly. I think we should do? We should. So it used to be bi-weekly. Um, now I think it really will be bi-monthly, and then eventually we'll just be like bi-yearly. We'll do like one every other year. You know. Um, but <laughs> I right thought now, we were just going to call it a a podcast. We're a podcast. Um, <laughs> and the show goes live roughly. Who the hell knows when? And uh, while we're at it, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcast, just like oh this person did recently within the past month or so and the title of this uh review is called no bs smiley face with all the stars yes all yeah the stars. buddy see that one and uh that kid who will not shut up via apple Podcasts wrote that's his username that kid who will not shut up he wrote um this is the best wedding photography podcast if you're looking for an honest pov on what life looks and feels like for professional wedding photographers better yet You'll get tech info on gear and software programs, image critique sessions, editing insights, and photography-related news, which is... I have to click more. Which is... Um, super helpful. Cool. So thank That's you, awesome. That kid who That's a great... Right Apple to the podcast. point. Yeah, great review. Maybe thank he you. wrote in because we said we hope that if there's anything out of this, there's no bullshit out of the podcast. You know? Maybe he did. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks. Thanks, kid. Um, <laughs> Thanks, kid. There you go. So my question for you guys is, because I have no topics at all, um, is this podcast going to continue on? Do you have topics to talk about? And if you do, what are they? I, I mentioned my lens. <laughs> well, the good, you see oh, how I just the, offload myself of all personal all responsibility from this podcast <laughs> in terms of like getting topics together, et cetera. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, what do you got? And if not, that's okay. We can have a short episode. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing oh. wrong with that. Um, every other if month guys, we'll just come at you for 15 minutes. You know, if you guys subscribe to professional, you get the PPA's magazine, professional photographer. No, no, this, this bad boy. No. Yeah. All right. It's a PPA thing. Um, and like a bunch of cameras came out and lenses yeah. are coming oh. out. Yeah. Yes. This was yeah. interesting. Stop it. The, the no, Nikon Sony stuff, user. I know. There's the new Nikon stuff too. And I don't forget about the Nikon it's stuff. All come, it's all catching up. Good for you, Good for you Nikon. Good no, for No, Sony has the Good brand new little uh, APS camera, but that's full frame. Yeah. Good for Sony. Really APS. You know what? Um, Screw Stop all these it. cameras. That's I'm awesome. done. I'm done with all these cameras. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not. They're I'm all. Not. This they're thing all is at the point now cool. where they're all freaking awesome, and that's good, and that's really good. Well, but, you know what's gonna suck is like phones are just getting better and better. No one's gonna really care too much. You anymore, know, all I really saw but, on the on the Nikon's is or the new yeah, Nikon's is like the the in theory 
they're supposed to be like really good and like maybe even stepping up on some of the more recent Sony mirrorless stuff. So that might push Sony to, to go further because we I, already I talked about the new it. Canon stuff. One of the last episodes. So uh, all right, I, I know shoot. something oh. you don't know. What's that? There's what? another Canon coming out. Oh. Uh, so, um, little, little secret. Uh, some of the Reuters folks have been able to beta test the oh, next Canon, wow. and it's like the equivalent of essentially like their one DS, like their highest mm-hmm. model DSLR. They're coming out with like their the most pro level mirrorless. Um, I don't think it'll be till next year, but it's I from what I hear, it's really sweet. Uh, <laughs> That's about well, all I can say. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Canon and Nikon save themselves. Well, I'm, it sounds like Canon basically just barely well. did. Or they're they're okay now. Um, yeah. Nikon, I'm still a little unsure of, but what the most recent news, I guess, was good. Um, with I Nikon, I didn't even I didn't even read it. I, yeah, I didn't even read. I didn't read the, it. What I, the I specs are. All, I, newer... all I read was some comments, and some commenters were saying, "Yeah, this is great." Now Sony needs to catch up. I'm like, "All right, cool. Uh, it's about time." They have a Z because they, they screwed up and and initial else. releases on those mirrorless cameras, both Canon and Nikon. So uh, Nikon has what a Z, and then what's the other series? It's like the Z6 and the Z7 or whatever. Yeah, there's like, there's yeah, a new I play Z. With... There's a new Z, basically. Okay. Whatever the first one was, I did not like at all. Um, didn't like the way it felt. Didn't like the way it clicked. Didn't like the... the I didn't like it. And then the, whatever latest one was, I just played with uh, better. Uh, it felt better. Um, sounded better. Sony still has... I wish I'd never read this. Um, it's not a click of the shutter. It's a clack of a shutter. It's very true when you when you when you hear how Sony does the shutter. It's it yeah, is clack clack. But if you clack, do like clack, the A nines and all that stuff, like you don't really even need to use the shutter and and uh, you know they're wait which is better, click or clack? Click is it's so much. Clack is like black. black. <laughs> okay. Click is Sloppy. like nice quick nice quick. You know snack. it is it is funny though because I was shooting a wedding last weekend and I was shooting the wedding and I was shooting with my A seven R three and my A seven three. And like I'm shooting these weddings and some, and I'm sitting at this table eating dinner, and then the guest is this guest is like, "Hey, what are you shooting?" I'm like, "Sony's," and he's like, "Yeah, I've got one of those too." And he has the A7R4, and I don't even have the A7R4. What? I have the really? A7R3, and he's like, and I'm like, and I and I'm already feeling like, what should I have the A7R4? It's the same thing as the three <laughs> with like slightly better things that I don't really need right now. And and right. and now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just done with these cameras. I'm done. I don't give a shit what the guests have or keeping up with the latest thing or whatever. It's like, oh my god, man, these well, cameras are good enough Andy. now. Now all I've ca- all I ever cared about, and I mentioned this on this podcast before, the only thing I ever cared about was focusing at a shallow depth of field at one eight and having that shit lock in and not oh, have to yeah. worry about it. And now all these cameras do that so who cares who the hell cares this well the, point, the new the new sony little little it's small viewfinder of course off to the left but the only thing it's missing one thing it's missing is a front little dial there you know the where your index yeah. finger is this is like if you want to be a travel photographer if you want to go out in the street and do some street shooting right yeah it's, well, just it's, a smaller... it's an aps camera with a full frame yeah but it's small as hell it's a small it's a small picture, full it's... frame sony mirrorless camera whatever yeah, i'm looking at like say that's no a more little who backup. cares i've already got that camera and these other cameras you know what i mean it's smaller. i still my still okay. my, my backup is still a a7 which sucks i i hate having it because i never use it but, uh, and so i don't know what it'd be you like you have an a7 III I, is your main body right my main body yeah but okay. my backup 
on when I go to a wedding is yeah. a A7. Yeah, just see, those, there. those cameras, they didn't really get good until until really. They're slow. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I the mean, focusing it, it's full frame it works, yeah. but yeah. maybe I, I might just get another A7 III as a, as a backup A7 or second body, yeah. you know. Or or if it's not used or do what grip. I'm saying, get get one of the R series and then you can crop in and all that. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like people studio. people I every since I got the camera, I'm like, oh my god, you have the R and you shoot at weddings and you come home with all these files. Who cares? The you buy bigger cards and you buy bigger hard drives, they're all out there. It's all cheap now. Who the hell cares? I would rather have more information. And let me tell you, that saved my ass already a few times in lots of situations where I'm like, oh, I needed the more information and I can pull into all the stuff that I never would have been able to pull into. I almost kind of want to shoot both R series uh, for that reason. Um, so like my next camera will probably be like whenever the A7R5 comes out or whatever. Like that'll probably be my next camera that I actually get. Um, because I'd rather be shooting both the R's and I would shoot the R3, the R5, you know, right. um, for that reason. But speaking of file size, do you guys know about JPEG Mini? Yes, I use it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. Should I? I was in the dark. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention because it's scared me the the whole concept of it. So basically JPEG mini is a compression software that uh, takes your files and gets rid of the stuff that it doesn't need to make a nice image and keeps all the important stuff to make a nice image. And so it basically cuts your file size, like sometimes in like a third, like small. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and, and when you look at them side by side, like real quick, you cannot tell. You have to be looking really, really close to see okay. the difference in the image quality. So, uh, for example, for um, getting your website to load faster, you yes. would have smaller files, um, which is good for SEO. For your upload speeds, for uploading your, you know, your high high res. Images for your clients, that'll go faster. Uh, the capacity of a USB drive that you would need if you deliver USB drives. Yeah. Like I used to use 16 gigabyte drives. Oh, now I can expensive. use eight and sometimes even four, depending on the shoot. Um, and yeah, like so that saves you money right there. The program is like 90 bucks. If you're buying USB drives, you're gonna make that money up in no time. So right, I was just I was just cool. opening Lightroom. I'm like I don't see that option, but it's a whole other program. You got to then take yeah, it, find those JPEGs into. It's a plugin, and it integrates perfectly with Lightroom or Photoshop. Okay. And you, as you export or a standalone, and as you export, mm -hmm. um, it just rather than if your JPEG was normally 10 megabytes at 5,000 pixels long or whatever, this will be like three megabytes at 5,000 pixels long. And honestly, you recommend. Everybody you does. recommend a certain uh, program or maker? It's, no, it's called JPEG Mini. If you just Google well, that's, JPEG that's Mini, it. just Google right. JPEG Mini, it'll come up. Oh, it's the first right. program that'll come up. Thanks, Lindsay. Um, it's this a, is cool. Yeah, I was super unsure about it. I learned about it because in like 2016, we had Sam Hurd come to my studio and he did like a workshop there as one of the things that he brought up. And so I've been using it since then. And I was like super skeptical of it at first because I was like, really? You're going to like do a compression and compress down the JPEG yeah. and you don't you want to have like the most information exactly. possible because like you're saying like storage is cheap, whatever. Like yes. I'll have big files, but if you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. And honest, but it's about the loading the website. I, I've been delivering JPEG mini to clients for five years now since then basically wow but because it's just a, it ends up being just a jpeg file it's it's still a jpeg file in the same way that's always a jpeg file it's just the algorithms that it's using to compress that data 
um, end up being just better at, at, at having the file size be smaller. And you, and honestly, I, nobody can tell a difference. If you did a mm-hmm. double blind study study on people trying to determine the difference between, is it JPEG mini or is it not? I guarantee to you, there's going to be, a, nobody's going to be able to tell the difference at the end of that study. Um, you know, and unless you saw them side by side, you definitely wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, like even, they have a slider on their website where you can see like the before and after. And if you really look close at like certain points of that photo, you're like, I think I can see it. But if you never saw them side by side, you would definitely never know. Hmm. I'm on this site right now. I'm buying this shit tomorrow. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, the plug-in factor alone right there. I can just yeah. export That's this way. So the general consensus, I don't, I didn't consensus know this. among all working photographers that, get it been around that long it. Huh. Yep. yeah cool. and i just binge watched silicon valley which is like all about compression software so <laughs> i was like extra excited about it <laughs> um all right guys <sighs> i've got more what else you got on our last episode i was talking about the smart albums 2020 update and yes. i have i have another complaint <laughs> Yeah, I'm, oh, like I'm, I'm done kind of with smart albums with their upgrade and all that like when when it breaks i'm going to be moving on to the next system when it when it breaks in terms of i can't use my old program with the online service i'm like yeah right, I'm out. yeah that, I, that's, that's an issue with me with my older computer studio which i'm doing nothing i'm doing more and more with uh, i'm doing more and more nothing with that computer anymore that's like these two great big monitors are whatever so uh yeah so I, Lindsay, I have to open up an older program but what, what didn't you like complaint? about the new yeah albums. So aside from all the things I mentioned on the last episode, the the new 2020 software doesn't offer any templates for any matted albums. So I don't know if I'm like just really out of touch for even offering <laughs> matted albums, but I feel like, I mean, I sell a lot of them and you can't use their software to design them. So... Now I have to use their old software when I have a matted album and the new software (laughs) when I have a flush mount album. And it's just crazy. Crazy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I haven't done a matted book in a long time, but they're, they're nice. You know, they're be refreshing to do something so classic. So I have one that's, it's like a hybrid. So you can still have flush mount pages and matted pages. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It looks modern, but it looks traditional at the same time. People love it. It's my most expensive album and I can't design it in smart albums. It's so stupid. Oh, I I was, I was just thinking I never, since that came out, I never actually did one for studio. I've been meaning to, but just get, just kept, you know, on the back burner of, of something to display, but that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's good to know though. I actually good to know that you can't need to do like, I guess yeah. SA 19 or something. I yeah. do like the program. I love the program. The guys are very super friendly. They're, they're a good team. I never met them in person, but um, if you got a problem, they're on it right away. As far as answering your question, not on this problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, and I've, I play with other software. It's just the learning curve. I'm like, you know what? This is perfectly fine. I love this program. I don't need to change it. So Yeah, as long as it keeps working the way that it has been. But it, but if they all, all of a sudden decide to break the integration with the, my older program with their online software, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm you know what I don't like is, do you guys work dual monitors? Mm-hmm. Mm, I all used right. to I, sometimes. 
at my studio. At the studio, yeah. This laptop here, this 15-inch 2015 MacBook Pro. Thank you, MacBook and Apple, for creating a Pro level, which is in the title itself, that has, look at that, USB ports, uh, SD card slot. Look at that. And light and, and Thunderbolt. And now the new one has what? USB-C. Go F yourself with that. And look. Oh, I just unplugged myself. But did a laptop go falling off the, the table? No, it didn't because it's a magnet thing. Yeah. You guys invented. Jimmy, you're talking about ditched. old shit, though. You're being you're, you're showing <laughs> your care. age right now. Because I, I felt that way, too. I felt that way, too. And I still had my 2015 uh-huh. MacBook Pro, but I did upgrade to the 2019 MacBook Pro. And honestly, like the USB-C is actually just is, is better. There's a reason for it. It like 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 everything you can plug it in to like anywhere that has USB-C as long as it's at the right power output. And and um, and you get used to and actually so when I'm working and editing off the 2019 MacBook Pro, you just get the cable that you can plug a USB-C drive into your hard drive. And you, you only need one cable. You don't need these adapters and all that kind of stuff if you buy the right cable. And um, it's going to all kind of go there anyway. I understand why they did it. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, um, what about why? Why though the? I'll get back to my point in a second. Don't don't you all fret, there, <laughs> listeners. Um, but why why? I do you know how many times I've saved my own ass and computer and the cat or anyone else that's walked by and happened to unpop the, or pop the cable off the yeah. The power cable, and I'm like, oh my god, thank god that was just a magnet because this computer would have been on the floor right now. Yeah, I, I seriously can't tell you how many times that happened. I know that's, that's never that, happened. To me. So, dude, so, I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I guess I'm the only one. This happens all the time with me. So but it happened all the time with me in my 2015, but that's only because it, it it's so light that it falls off all the time. It just like falls off all the time. You're like, oh shit, got to plug it back in. Um, and those situations are so no, I haven't had that problem. I haven't right. let, me, let me backpedal a little bit here. So my question is, I love this this computer. I use it most of the time, yes. almost all the time it's now. still a great machine, but I, 2015. Yes. And um, at my studio, I have two monitors, two big 30-inch monitors, and they're old. They're, they're, they're not even Retina. They're HD, but they're fine. They, but they work good. And they're not right on your face either. So uh, I use... On that computer, I got uh, I may or may not have gotten uh, you know it's some kind of legally version of CS5. It doesn't matter. It's still working on the computer, and CS5 is so set up for everything I use. The shortcuts, the 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 keyboard um, settings I have, my my screen, everything is so. I'm like, ugh. and I still have the new. Of course, I have the the whatever up to date cloud is on that. I have both. And it can run. It can so you're paying for Adobe Photoshop, is what you're saying? Well, I'm I'm paying for Photoshop through the for this MacBook. Yeah, and then okay. on the other computer too. Right. I need it for good. that too. Good, good, batch good. And stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I do use it for album. Um, so if, if I open up an album page or some other stuff. Anyway, here's what my question is, and I can't figure it out. So working dual monitors with the current Photoshop version. Mm-hmm. The second monitor. On CS5, it was just nothing. It was a complete window. I would see through it. I would have multiple windows open or whatever, calendar, mail, nothing more than desktop. An image opened up. If I open up in that monitor, every image I opened up from that point on would open up in that monitor. It knew to go, oh, go there because your last one was there. Fine. Mm-hmm. And then it would go, boom, full screen, full image. Mm-hmm. Now, with with CS, with the, well, not CS, sorry, with the, with the newer Photoshop, whatever it is, the mm-hmm. cloud-based one, mm-hmm. That screen now is full black. 
mm-hmm. unless I minimize it. Then I minimize it and it opens up. Now it says, I'm like, well, I can't see through it. Unless, What's the point unless, having it? Ladies and gentlemen, unless he minimizes it. Let's be clear about that. Minimalizes. Yes. <laughs> what I say. Okay. I just want to be clear. Well, that's what you said. That's what you said. That's what you said. I just want to be clear to our <laughs> listeners like that Jimmy minimal. is minimalizing his windows. Minimal. Yeah, okay. So continue. Minimal. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a way I keep forgetting to ask this question is there a way to have that second monitor just be see through and then oh there's the image that opened up and I want to see my other windows open hence the reason why Jimmy, you have, have to monitor. explain to me what a see through monitor is before I, I can answer that question saying, like your, your photo used to just be like a standalone window and then you know your toolbars are wherever you have them so you can make your um your photo big or small and you'll see whatever's in the the background of your desktop Is that what you're saying now it's just like a black screen so if you make your photo if you zoom in zoom out you still have a black screen behind it you can't see whatever else is going on on your computer you're you're close you're close okay <laughs> all right <laughs> so okay. all right so let's keep workshopping CS, cs5 did this it would have like the little photoshop thing in the, in the upper just a bar and then the image the image would pop up full screen and then you close it, it would close, you see whatever your background windows were, calendar, mail, safari, doesn't, doesn't matter, right? Uh, or other other images opened up in Photoshop. Now, it's it, when, I, when I run Photoshop on that computer, my second monitor is nothing but Photoshop. And it's black. Oh, both of your monitors. Oh, well, the, the main one is, is I can have mail open up, some, but I drag anything over to that monitor and I go into Photoshop. Photoshop goes, hey, black screen, I'm taking over everything because I'm Photoshop and I'm Adobe, and that's what I do. I haven't had that problem because I actually do do dual monitors when I'm at my studio as well. I hook my MacBook Pro up to my old cinema display. It's an old monitor now, but but I still do that. And But I haven't had that problem. I I can drag Photoshop from one monitor to the next, and uh, you you might want to be – if you do Shift and F – That'll take you through different full screen modes. Maybe yeah, something no, like that, that is going one, yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know exactly. It's it's hard to explain. Mm. Uh, mm. But if you, so if we're lost, our listeners anyway. have to be like Maybe, number they might one, <laughs> super lost right now, and number two, riveted by this conversation about the edge of their seat. They're <laughs> typing away right now, being like, I know the answer. Yes. I figured it out. Wait, no, I didn't. Okay, so there's an option called float in window, yeah, which the- will take your image out of the black screen so you can move it all around. That's not it, though. I tried that. It didn't make the black background disappear, though. No. Mm. I'll play around. It might might be something like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Just like the paint bucket disappeared. I had to find my paint bucket. It's still there. You have to like go down that triple dot menu and then find it in there and all that. Yeah. Is it just you? On the keyboard? Hmm? I thought it's the letter U for paint bucket. Maybe. I don't know. Right. It just was not in the menu anymore, and I had to Google how to get it back. <laughs> it's those little Stay things it. that drive us crazy. Like, come on, you're oh, slowing yeah. me down. I got things to do here. Oh, yeah. It took me like 10 minutes. You know, you got to read so all that's, the that's, that's why people, when I other have people, other photographers with quotation marks, you know, in my studio, and I'm like, they go, they go wow, those screens are great. I'm like, yeah, they're actually like 12 years old. And I'm still running CS5. Like, what? I'm like, because CS5 was a great program and everything, you owned it. You didn't have to update shit. 
if, if you don't want to update, like I'm good. I'm not updating anything. All my settings are the way they are. And I'm lightning fast in this program. Like you said, <laughs> you do this, boom, 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 in and out, boom, I'm out, done. Moving on, next next project. I love it. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> it's like, it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? That's that's my statement, I'm sticking with it. Man, I had something that I actually was going to talk about. <laughs> I was like, oh, this could be a topic I could talk about and bring up. Um, but it's gone now. So, listeners, we're going to have to leave you with that. (laughs) The uh, no, just is there anything else, Lindsay? You got anything else? A quick, quick plug. I Mm. think uh, her good friend Neil Urban and I are going to do a little sideshow. Yes. Oh, what's it going to be called? Uh, Wedding photographers unite sideshow. That stinks. That's a horrible title. It's yeah. got to be something better than that. No, no, we were just, uh, and so Neil posted some nice photos of some products that he uh, was selling and put up a nice little like sales pitch for him. And so he and I got chatting privately about how he's selling this specific product. And he was like full of all this information. Oh, yeah, I saw so that. excited to talk about all of it. And uh, I was so surprised with all the information he was sharing because he's always a little quiet on the show about the in-person sales stuff. He talks about how he loves it and how much it's helped his business, but he doesn't really get into detail. Turns out he just doesn't get into detail because he doesn't think anyone cares. Well, I care. <laughs> I want to know. Maybe it's because so, I was on those same shows where he was talking yeah. about them, and I just and I just like, oh, you yeah, know, like, IPS, and I put the yeah. big thumbs down in front of him. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, and he just assumed that no one was interested, and it, he said it's just like taking over his life, and it's all he wants to talk about. And I'm like, well, I'm here to listen, buddy. So I'll listen. I think Neil and I are going to record one of these nights, yes. and uh, and we're going to dive deep into all that IPS stuff. He said he's been doing as well this year as he did last year thanks to ips so that's a big a big testament to uh, how much it's working for him and i think it's business stuff is interesting to me i don't know that i'm going to employ any of it but i want to learn about it so (laughs) i've i've been to the workshops i've been to imaging uh, usa when they talk about all this stuff i've been to many of them i tried it something about where i am i think versus where you guys are and it's just this, we've talked about this same thing like senior photography in the Midwest versus here, seven figures out there. Here you might get four figures. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, but it's also I say I don't totally buy that. And I think that like I think if you put Neil in a different area, he'd be doing the same thing. Things, same things would happen. Probably, but, it, but it's also a culture shift too. Like maybe it's. Mm-hmm. happening out in the midwest because there's a lot of photographers that have been employing it you know yeah. and maybe if more of us change our minds and didn't think like i did and just want to make a quick buck and move on then uh maybe more people would be making more of a profit around here if it weren't for people like me you know what i'm saying no i'm just i'm just, I'm just <laughs> being... thanks a lot yeah no. <laughs> i mean i just part of it's the quality of work part of it is who your clientele is but yeah exactly. if people start seeing it everywhere then you know it, it will seem more normal just you know like senior portraits in general like there's some schools where none of the kids get them done they just go get their yearbook photo and that's it and then there's other high schools where like all the kids get professional photos mm-hmm. and it's just because it's become part of the culture as you said andy so we'll see what you got like to you gotta, I like the idea. You got to so. come up with a better name for the podcast. <laughs> Not a pod. It's just this podcast. No, they're just oh, recording an episode. Oh, they're recording oh. an episode. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, man, I forgot my other thing. I was like, oh, that'd be a good topic. But it's gone. Did you get it back again? No. Nope. Oh, oh I thought time. it came back. All right. Oh, well. Well, I can I can talk about other stuff if you want to fill in time. No. Why well, you think? I don't know. But anything <laughs> in life. Just, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, the word sideshow and, and you were like searching for a name. I, uh, years ago when I was a band, we used to play with another band called Asphalt Sideshow. And I thought that was one of the best band names I've ever heard in my life. You're like, what? You're like, we're like, we're Asphalt Sideshow. I'm like, yeah. okay. So your pavement... I was like, I don't get it. But it just, for some reason, those two words felt so good. And the band was so freaking cool. They were like, they were like talking heads almost. They were like a very odd band. I love these guys. Mm. And uh, I love the original band. I miss playing with them. I don't know what happened. It's with funny them, you mentioned uh, that because at my wedding last week on Saturday, I was talking with the band. And the band dudes were talking about like their old band names and how terrible they were. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I was in a band when I was in high school. We were called Indecision because we couldn't come up with a band name. That's not <laughs> that bad. And it was a great band name. It actually did very yeah. well for us. We won uh, one of Rochester's most popular band contests <clears throat> and made quite a bit of money doing that. But it was all about how to get people out to the bar on weekdays, not weekends. So it wasn't if you were really the best band. It was how many people could you pull to your concerts on the weekday, on like a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we won. Um and that, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we were called like indecision because we couldn't have a band name. But we were talking about all this stuff. I was talking about this stuff with that band, and I was and that was like I was talking about like well, you know, even bands that you like, like Lindsay and I were big Radiohead fans. But like like Radiohead, you think about that band name, and I was like that that's a stupid ass name. Like if, if Radiohead <laughs> wasn't Radiohead, you would think that was a, some shitty name that some band came up with years ago. But because they're Radiohead, you just it just flips off your tongue. And it you clicks, know the band, yeah. You know the whole thing. But like, if you didn't, it would be like indecision. Who the hell knows? You know what I mean? Like that's some stupid <laughs> band name. Or we we're just talking about stupid band names or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Beatles. Beatles. That's a pretty Beatles? bad, like, that's what, a pretty who, bad who, name. Who that's yet. a terrible yeah. name. You know. Um, but we were talking about that, and then actually, I was talking about that. It was like super funny because like the band, the band like charged this couple like. I don't know, like maybe like $500 to like show up and play this wedding. And we were just talking about how I was just like, guys, you need to be charging more than that. This is like, you know, I was having this conversation with the band and then, and then they were joking. They were like, yeah, you know, like when somebody asks us, um, we're like, he was like, his response was when somebody, when somebody asked him like how much, how much do they cost? And they, their response is, I don't know. $650? $650? You know, they, 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 like, <laughs> question mark. They say it like that. I was like, that's I was like, like our commercial licensing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off because I was like, dude, the, the, the number thing about pricing is you can't question yourself yeah, when, no you, question get, when you get the price. I was like, you got to be determined on that. I was like, I was like, you know, and then if they say yes to 650, you say, okay, $750. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny as hell, though. <laughs> because <laughs> they were just so bad with pricing so i was trying to help them out with that you know um i have a good uh naming conundrum it's not really a conundrum but yeah. uh the well, thing i did so um when i shoot for reuters i you know i have to caption all my photos and you know i'm covering some like pretty heavy topics sometimes and so when i import photos from say a wedding sometimes i don't remember to like 
when I'm going into photo mechanic to change all the captions because on a wedding, like that's all irrelevant. It's not getting transmitted anywhere. So, um, but what I forgot was that if you upload a photo to say Facebook, uh, the captions that are embedded in the file will show up as captions in Facebook. Okay, so, yes. so let's say I'm covering, I don't know, a police shooting <laughs> and I have captions related to that. And mm. then I don't, check that off mm -hmm. when I import new photos for say a wedding mm. all of those police shooting mm. <laughs> captions are automatically yeah so I get this email that's like hey you know love the photos again thank you so much but this weird thing is happening <laughs> and I did this this is actually not the first time I had another uh, incident with Something related to like a snowstorm that was auto-populating everyone's uploads into Facebook, like snowstorm in Buffalo. Like this is clearly a wedding. <laughs> Why is this caption? And when you're uploading like hundreds of photos at a time, it's literally every single one. So they have to go through and like delete it. Yeah. On every photo. I know. Yeah. I I, I know exactly. I don't touch that caption field ever. Yeah. Don't. No. Unless no, it's no. to write, like copyright. No. I don't even, that's, that's, that's what the copyright field is for. I don't even put it in there. But yeah, maybe copyright, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 been, I've had that happen to me. Not so dramatic, but unfortunately, like, oh my God, what the hell is that? Why did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. That's hmm. all I got, guys. Okay. I have a sunrise proposal tomorrow morning. Yes. So sunrise. I need to sleep. What time? You guys are, it's cold up there now, right? Where you are? Leaves are down or changed? No. They're definitely changed, right? They're still, they're actually at their peak or they're coming around to their peak. All right. Pretty All soon. Right. Yeah. Which is great yeah. for my wedding this Saturday. So, and it's in Ellicottville. So I'm hoping I got like cool stuff down there. I think I'm going to. So, yeah. I'm in Leftwood State couple, Park couple. tomorrow. And oh, yeah. That'll they should be cool. Be full color. And yep. then um, in the Niagara Gorge on Saturday for a cool. proposal, yep. that should also be really good. So, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an early one, mm -hmm. unfortunately. I was telling Andy before we started recording that I've managed to avoid a sunrise shoot my entire career, <laughs> and it's finally coming to an end. This is your first one? It's <laughs> my first one, yep. I did yep. I did one, only one, in Dominican Republic when it was a destination wedding. Got her sister's wedding, the bride's sister's wedding in Aruba years prior, and it was always, it's always sunset, sunset, sunset. Well, where we were in DR... It didn't face it didn't face west it just faced it due east 100 percent. so uh the groom was like you know we don't really get a sunset here but we got a, an amazing sunrise like it's sunrise the sun is right there like pointing straight out to the beach like hey how do you feel about doing a sunrise i'm like okay it the sun rises quick and it gets bright very very mm -hmm. quick yep. within two minutes it's yep. full daylight at best, even a, a a minute in, you're like, it just peaks and you get that golden color for maybe a minute, they, and then work you're fast, like, man. That that both fast, at sunrise indeed. and sunset, they yeah, it's like get, get them be like, so you, if you want them posed a certain way, silhouetted, whatever it is, you gotta be like, look, we're not gonna we're not playing around. <laughs> I have a very small window here to work with you, and uh, yep. let's just get do, this done, and then we do, can. Have fun. I have been like. Like just like this, like right down the line with that with my couples, like and yeah. planning my the last couple of years. I've just I think I mentioned it in the podcast maybe, but I've been like getting so 
on top of like planning the wedding and their timelines and talking about sunset and talking about how much time I need. And the more that I've done that, the higher quality my work has become because I'm shooting more with them and I'm getting the best light with them, like towards sunset and all these different things, because I'm, I'm, I'm adamantly pointing out like, Hey, the sunsets, then it happens really quick at this time. I'm going to try and pull you out. If you, I suggest you take me up on that. You know what I mean? Like all those things. And then it just leads to better photos because I've been so much on top of that. Even if there is a planner, like there's a planner for this wedding next year. I've already planned the wedding before the planner has even seen the itinerary <laughs> because I don't want the planner to come in and F it up. So at least, so now the planner is going to get my itinerary and they have to work around and, and there's like, well, and then the couple's going to be like, well, Andy said we should, and I'm like, great. You know what I mean? So like I'm, I'm one upping yeah. the planners now because when I'm meeting with couples before they even have the planner, I'm like, oh yeah, you should think about this. You should do this because I'm so, I don't like when they come in and plan things and then I'm all screwed up by the time that it happened so at least i'm i'm you know ahead of the the game but by the time they mess it up you know and yeah. then it'll be their fault yeah. not mine if it if it goes down the, the way that's well know. and the couple trusts you for one and yeah. they love seeing you excited so when you're and especially if they point out photos of yours that they love you can be like well <laughs> in order <laughs> you to know get to get those photos <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. totally mm-hmm and then the planner will look like the bad guy. Exactly. Yep. Or gal. You, you can come in and change my itinerary wedding planner. But if you do, it's not going to go as well. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So, and the then I'm not effort, the bad guy. You yep. know, we all have to work together. And and, and then the Most, couple the, is like The good planners know that, though. The good planners will say, like, your photographer will probably want time around right. this time of night. And they'll plan for that. That's but right. Most planners aren't good planners. So but That's true. I haven't, I haven't Most planners end up making it harder. They, you know, yeah. I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, I welcome planner. I haven't seen one in a while. Day of coronation, either one, not just maybe one last year, maybe two tops. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, like, not even it's been a while. I'm like, it's just something in my area. It happens not often, though. You know, day of or 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 a full planner. I like it. I can go to that person for questions, and you know. That, that, yeah, I use the, the shit when they're there. I use the shit out of them. You know, what I mean? yeah. like I'm like, all right, we need these people. Why don't you get on that? You know, what yep. I mean? like, yep. I don't know. I don't well, know. they like to look busy. Like they yeah. tend to micromanage things because they don't want to look like they're getting paid to do nothing. So you know, a lot of times they will start like directing people around. And if you tell them what you need, then they actually have a a, a thing to do that's productive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode Who the Hell Knows of Wedding Photographers Unite. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Farrar, where can people find you? Uh, well, here and there, you know, I don't know, around. <laughs> uh, social, I've been slacking on, uh, is at jferrarafoto. Uh, website is jamesferrara.com. And once... You know, we kind of get back in the swing of things. I think all of us will start be happy about posting and staying up to date and all that. But that that's it for now. And Ms. Listen to Dara. Can I wait? Can I try that again to say your name? Yeah, a little bit better because I'm like should. slurring my speech here. I don't know why. Um, and Ms. Lindsay to Dara, where late. people find you? <laughs> my website is didario.com and you can find me on instagram lindsay at work lindsay with an a at work 
Perfect. And Andy. My, my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is spelled like the actor Steve Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And if you Google me, you'll find my social media that way. Follow me on Instagram. That's the main place to be. Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time for episode who the hell knows what. Um, part two. Part two. <laughs> and next time. Now we're going to start counting again. <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start the clock all over again. Episode who the hell knows <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Good night. This is fun. Yep. Good night. Thank you.